A new science experiment could change the way we think about the death of the brain. Plus, an Ohio church is facing scrutiny for an Easter lesson gone horribly wrong. And Beyonce is back, baby. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Tyler Daswick. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up, but first, I want to tell you today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a crisp landing page, a gorgeous gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, you can do it with Squarespace. Right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Daily listeners a special deal. Head over to squarespace.com relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, you can use offer code RELEVANT to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash relevant. All right, to tell us about those stories, it's the better half of the relevant Tylers, Tyler Huckabee. <laughs> hey, Daz, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Uh, your your first headline seems uh, very sci-fi to me, the brain. Uh, how are they experimenting and messing with our brains now? Yeah, so it, it does sound like it's sort of ripped from sci-fi novels. Uh, so as you're probably aware, for years, the accepted wisdom in the scientist community has been that once blood flow to the brain stops, the neurons stop firing, and that's an irreversible and fatal condition called brain dead. But there's a new experiment that's called into question just how much we know about this. Uh, a team of scientists led by Nanad Sestin at the Yale School of Medelston restored some signs of activity in the isolated brains of pigs that had been decapitated four hours earlier by a slaughterhouse. Um, This confirmed the suspicion that some neurologists have had for several years now that brain activity may be less fragile than we've assumed. Wow, uh, that that sounds like it's right out of like an A24 indie (laughs) science fiction horror movie. Uh, but, But what exactly does it mean for us? Yeah, and it, a lot of the people uh, like uh, Twitter and Facebook social media chatter about this has invoked a lot of like horror movie kind of like uh, p- images of brains floating in and cells of like yeah. jelly. That's not exactly the ca- case of what we're talking about here. Scientists didn't bring these brains back to life, okay? There was no coordinated brain-wide electrical activity um, that would indicate things like perception and sentience and consciousness and certainly not life. Um, the Atlantic spoke with a guy named Winston Chiang who's a neurologist at the University of California in San Francisco. And he said, quote, I don't see anything in this report that should undermine confidence in brain death as a criterion of death. Okay. So at this point, the only possible application of something like this would be keeping oxygen starved brains alive and intact while patients wait to be treated. And even this would be many years down the road from now. So not an immediate application, but it does raise new questions and even some ethical dilemmas. Um, And it potentially blurs some previously understood lines between life and death. Uh, Stephen Hyman is a neurologist at Broad Institute of Harvard and MIT, and he says, this is a very hard scientific problem and policy issue. I think it's very unlikely that consciousness or sentience could be restored in a several hours dead brain, but I'm also pretty sure that if it was, we wouldn't know that it was. So lots of interesting ethical issues about the viability of life and, and exactly what it means to be brain dead. Yeah, gosh, I feel like we could get existential real quick uh, Mm -hmm. if if we Mm -hmm. wanted to. Um, But tell me a little bit about this Easter lesson gone awry. Yeah, speaking of ethical lessons, these are a little more straightforward than the ones we were talking about previously. (laughs) Uh, So this comes from a small town outside of Columbus, Ohio, a a church called Impact City Church. 
Social media emerged over the weekend there of an associate pastor with the church telling students, uh, middle school and high school students, to line up and spit in his face, slap him as oh hard gosh. as they could, and even cut his bare back with <gasps> a steak knife. Um, this was apparently all part of some lesson about the humility that Jesus faced when he was on on a Good Friday before his execution, crucifixion at the hands of the Romans, the way he didn't protest any of the torture he received. Uh, this was supposed to be sort of a, a, a parallel of that. You can hear in the video students laughing in sort of this shock disbelief, but a lot of them do go ahead and do it in sort of this Lord of the Flies type, oh my uh, gosh. slowly descending into some sort of vague levels of, of very concerning, worrisome anarchy. What? Um, uh, obviously, once parents heard about this, they were very upset. Uh, the, the video is quite disturbing that comes out of this. The senior pastor apologized and, and police were even called in, although they found no criminal activity. But this raises, uh, not for the first time, the question of youth groups, the people working in youth groups. Uh, are they trained to know how to deal with kid, with high schoolers and, and uh, middle school students and how quickly things can go awry in the attempt to have a really engaging uh, object lesson like the one that went very disastrously poorly in this case. Wow, that uh, makes me feel uh, a lot more comfortable with uh, starting to come to church as an adult. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, hopefully they don't do this in the adult service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed for this Sunday. Well, well hey, uh, let's, uh, let's end on a high note. Beyonce back, baby. No, Beyonce never left, man. Beyonce's always been around, uh, but she, but she's definitely making her presence known in a big way. Uh, on Tuesday night, she dropped uh, both a Netflix documentary about her Coachella performance. That's called The Homecoming, uh, and then she also dropped the entire live Coachella performance. This is from last year on streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, uh, so you can listen to the whole thing. Where before it was only available to us in uh, audio clips after it streamed on Coachella during the actual performance itself. Um, and she also announced that she's going to be releasing Lemonade, uh, the, her her last album, her last solo album, on streaming platforms. That's been a title exclusive since 2016 when it came out. And now we're all going to be able to listen to it on whatever streaming service that you have. So uh, it's a good time to be a Beyonce fan, which means it's a pretty good time just to be an American in general right now. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I uh, Gosh, I remember when that Coachella performance happened last year and that was that was talked about in like almost like a reverential sense like people who were lucky enough to see it in person felt like they had really experienced something transcendent i'm excited to watch this netflix movie oh man well by the it's hard to you know there's no metrics for this but but it seems like it would be hard to dispute that that coachella performance probably in the top three to five best live shows of all time uh and if you lest you doubt uh take a peek at that netflix documentary yourself and, and see for yourself because i think that's a there's a case to be made yeah i mean it's talked about in in this really mythic uh, overtone and undertone. It's, it's super mm -hmm. awesome. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm pumped, man. Hey, thanks for joining me, Tyler. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Daz. Hey, to read more about those stories and everything else we're covering today, make sure to check out the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. We update it all the time. Also, for the latest, make sure to follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant and on Facebook and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. And don't forget to subscribe to our print magazine and our other podcasts. We're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.